Hello, and welcome to the Parental Advisory Movie Podcast. We are your hosts, Jeff Hall and Patrick Terry. We're two dads with a love for movies. Join us as we discuss movies we have seen with our kids, as well as movies we have seen without them. Hello and welcome, everybody. We hope everybody had an amazing Christmas, if you celebrate Christmas, Hanukkah, if you celebrate that, and if you're celebrating Kwanzaa and anything else, we hope you are having the best time. We are here to do what we do every year. We are going to do our best of 2023. These are the rules are simple, even though there aren't really rules, but just kind of give you how we have been doing this the past few years is that we do basically our favorites are ones we believe are our favorites or best of from movies we have seen. We cannot, we are not going to speak of movies that we have not or have not had a chance to see. And since we were are recording this early, we will not be talking about movies that were released December 22nd or 25th. You know, any movies that have been released since then, we will not be talking about because obviously we're recording it before then and have not had a chance to see that. But as previously stated in the regular last regular episode, we will update our best of list add two, I guess you could say, if we have seen those movies before December 30 or before January 1st. There we go. But with that being said, we basically just give our either top 10 or whatever that we have. And, you know, we don't have to necessarily give a reason as to why we chose it, but more than likely that's kind of the point of it. It's kind of just go through it and kind of give why we feel that for us, these movies belong here. We also do honorable mentions because you know, just movies we feel should be highlighted and praised, but just for whatever reason, just we had a hard time trying to pick, <laughs> you know, narrow down, I guess. So this is kind of our way to cheat <laughs> that and, you know, kind of just give an honorable mention to these other movies. I know for myself, I also do a list of kids movies, top kids movies for the year as well. And Patrick, I think you said you've got some that you have that you have seen for the first time that didn't necessarily come out in 2023, but it's your first time viewing them. Yeah. Yeah, I do. Awesome. Yeah, good team. All right. With that being said, let us get started. Now, if a movie that you watched that came out this year did does not get mentioned, please let us know. Because we want everyone to kind of give us what they think are some of the best movies they have seen this year. And, you know, because sometimes we forget or that or we just don't hadn't got a chance to go see while they were in theaters or if they're on streaming, we haven't seen them yet on streaming. Right. Uh, For me. So I think I. I can't remember. Honestly, it's been a year, so I can't remember who went first last year. But why don't you go ahead and go first, and then we'll just kind of go from there. All right. So I guess my list is not necessarily like the best. It's more like my favorites. Right. So yeah, it consists yeah. a lot of movies that I've either that I've watched multiple times. A lot of them are. Mm-hmm. But it's no particular order. But I've got Creed 3. Yep. Basically, it's Michael B. Jordan's directorial debut. And 
this movie I watched like three times in the theater. Like okay. all all three times in IMAX. Mostly just mostly because of that scene that all the scenes that have anime references I really enjoy. Yeah. And then it's a good story. You know, of course, now it's almost a year later. I do wish there was like a little more as far as Creed and Dame's backstory. Yeah. You know, just a little more a little more substance to them. But overall it was good. My second Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three. Because, you know, this year hasn't been so great for the MCU, but that was pretty much the best offering for this year, Phase 5. And it was a good final hoorah for this version of the Galaxy, Guardians of the Galaxy team. So, you know, will we get a surprise where maybe they come back and make another one? Will it be James Gunn or will another director actually decide to do their own version of the Guardians? Yeah, it's big shoes to fill there. Number three. John Wick Chapter Four, of course. I mean, it's just one of the best. Like throughout the year, I just kind of made my list as I went and, and was making it. My number four is a Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse, mostly because of the animation style and it's just that darn good. The soundtrack. I mean, everything just melded well together. And now we're stuck wondering, you know, on on that cliffhanger, when we're going to get beyond the Spider-Verse? Exactly. Don't know. Well, they, I, I, I seriously doubt they'll make their original release date, but hopefully no, we can get not. it. Yeah, hopefully we can get it's it. It's not going to be in March. No. no, no, it's definitely not. Considering some of the stories we got about how the animation and yeah. just the work schedule was for it's like, yeah. yeah, they'll be lucky if it's this year, just coming up a year. Uh, number five, the blackening, which just surprised the mess out of me because it, it could have been very. Mm-hmm. Could have been bad, but it turned out to be a very pleasant surprise. Funny, played along a lot of stereotypes, but it's just very humorous. And they're working on a sequel, so That's we'll awesome. see what they do with that. Fingers crossed. Uh, yes, on fingers crossed on being able to keep the magic. I guess. Yeah. Number six, Joyride, another comedy that was surprisingly good, well done, funny. You know, comedies are rough. You know, it's hard to hard to yes. make a good comedy, and but I feel like they stuck the landing on this one as well. Mm. Well, one that's more recent, Godzilla minus one for obvious reasons. Yeah, my favorite Godzilla. You know, like everything Godzilla, I just have enjoyed the legendary. I haven't watched too much, too many of the Toho Studios, but mm-hmm. I went back and watched in Godzilla, and yeah godzilla just just bad just 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 yeah this is this is the one that did right low budget looks like it's a hundred plus million dollar budget but it's 15 million they did it was money well spent and they took their time with the look of it the feel of it one of the best this year number eight the holdovers it was just a like you know what would happen if your school you get stuck with the principal or the, or a teacher that you don't like and, you know, just, you know, not being able to go home to the family for the holidays sucks. But uh, this is a pretty funny, good movie. Uh, number number nine, Extraction 2, for obvious reasons. What you're, what you're <laughs> I really wish this movie had made a, a theater run for at least one or two weeks. Preach. Preach. Yes. <laughs> I mean, it should have been cool to get a week in IMAX. Or 40X. Oh, oh my God, yes. No, not 40X. 
But at least IMAX trying was to get, for... Trying to put me in a wheelchair. <laughs> but at least the big, mm-hmm. big, huge IMAX screen yes. sound, that would have been... Come on, yes. And then my number 10, they clothed Tyrone. <laughs> no, yes. Yeah. And yeah, that one, it's humorous, but it's also one that'll make you think. Yep. So it's got a... It's entertaining, but also educational. Right. As well. Yeah, those are my top 10 of my favorites for the year. Awesome. So, all right. So, most of these are not in any particular order, except for number one. Number one's going to stay where it's at. Yeah. To me, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse is number one of the movies of my favorites and of best of. When this movie came out, I had talked about I don't know of another movie in which the movie soundtrack and score were just the trifecta of just perfect. Like I would rewatch the movie easily. In fact, I rewatch, I started rewatching it the other night while I was doing dishes. <laughs> like let's put it on the TV. Nobody was in the house. I cranked that sound up, you know, hear the burnt. Yeah. <laughs> I'll still listen to the soundtrack too. Yeah, and the score. By so itself. I had that on, doing that. Like it is just right, and I'll drive to work and listen to the score, or even the soundtrack off and on. Yep. And the score from top to bottom, perfect. Soundtrack top to bottom, excellent. Mm-hmm. Like I don't remember the last time I watched a movie where those three things were just, you know number one all the way around so yeah it has to be my number one movie like it has to yeah you know number two oppenheimer you know my love for christopher nolan is just that movie is just so meticulous i mean any everything from the direction to the acting to the practical effects to the light like everything is just just yeah the perfect formula so to speak it, it just works. It just works. Like it's the, it's the only movie I've bought a DVD for. And I don't remember how long wow. to be honest. Cause I just, we just get everything on iTunes now. Cause that way we could play it on the phones, iPads, TV, you know, TVs, whatever. I, I was wanting to, to get, I was wanting to get the steel book, but it sold out so fast. Yeah. I got the 4k ultra. Yeah. All that fun stuff. Yeah. And yeah, it, it. I haven't had a chance to watch, sit and watch it. I've been wanting to. It's yeah. just, we're just too busy. And by the time it gets to the point where I'm actually able to do that, like I'm ready for bed. So yeah. I'm not going to be able to stay up for it. However, you know what? I might be able to do it this week. We'll find out. So yeah, Oppenheimer for sure. Next, Barbie. Barbie is probably one of the top movies this year. That I say, wow, I really enjoyed this more than I thought I would. Yeah. Like, I I love Greta Gerwig. Loved her ever since she's been in Noah Baumbach's movies and have watched her just shine in all those. And so, you know, between Lady Bird and Little Women and now this, like, there's just, I love her directing style as well. And, of course, you know, my my two you know, one of my two favorite Canadian Ryans was in it. So, you know, Ryan Gosling, Ryan yeah. Gosling, Ryan, if Ryan Gosling and Ryan Reynolds made a movie together, it would be the best 
of both worlds. Like I'm waiting, I'm waiting for that buddy cop movie, but it has to be a Canadian buddy cop movie though. Right. <laughs> it could happen. Right. There's, there's exactly. still time. Right. Always still time. So it, it, and it just really surprised me. And it really started like, I don't want to say a revolution, but it, it started a lot of chatter, you know, just about what, you know, like it's like a women empowerment movie, but it's also and men like it also empowers men too if they actually watch it and actually yeah. understand what the movie's about. Yeah, because right. it's really just about empowering. It's not even like gender specific. It's just about you being your best you you can be, and not trying to be somebody else. Just find out who you are and just be the best of that that you can be. That's really the main message. Yes. And there's just so much humor and just so much just fun. The music's great. It gets a little overplayed in our house, but it's it's still good. Yeah, and it is just a fun movie. And the fact that it broke all kinds of box office records, get Mm -hmm. out of here. Like, it's, yeah, it's hard not to love. I mean, some people it's a little bit easy, but it's. Because they haven't actually watched it, whatever, or understand it. Next, I have Godzilla minus one. Also, yeah. after watching rewatching all the legendary Godzilla movies, by that I mean all the movies made by legendary. There we go. Yeah, <laughs> I had to be sure I worded that correctly. And the Kong ones, and then watching Monarch. All that pretty much just got me ready to watch this. Yeah. And York and I both really loved it. We loved everything about it. And it is the perfect way to tell a Godzilla story and especially do it in a, as a period movie taking place in a different time period other than the current and how you would defeat, you know, a Titan like that in after world war two, like right. right after world war two, just fascinating. And again, like you mentioned the budget, like, it's crazy that they were able to make that movie for as little as they did. It was great. It look as good as it does. Yep. Yes. Next, I have a documentary. I chose still a Michael, Michael J. Fox story. I thought other than how educational it was, the seamlessness between the interviews and archival footage and how they were able to weave that into like actual narrative storytelling by intercutting, like him talking about leaving the set of family ties and then heading someone, picking him up, taking him over to the set of back to the future. And then you're actually seeing an actor dressed up like that and going from like, you're seeing visually somebody doing that and how that just really helps capture and entertain you as an audience member watching this documentary and not taking you out of it, if not, if anything, pulling you more into the story. Yeah. And it's just seamless and just a really inventive new way to do storytelling for a documentary. And thought it was really well done and just loved that that story. Next, I have Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning. For as long as that damn movie is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I still think they could. I don't know where, but they need I, as I try and rewatch it at home, I keep going. They still need to take like 30 minutes out of here somewhere. I just don't know where, but I loved every second of that movie watching it in an IMAX. 
and that's not yeah. the strawberry daiquiri talking that I had when I saw that movie. It every time a, a new Mission Impossible movie comes out, I wonder how they're gonna not necessarily top the previous one, but make the story still interesting. Right. Because I'm not worried about them topping another stunt. It's got Tom Cruise in it. He's going to find a way. Not worried about it. It's like, how do you keep the story compelling? And, and the story will keep you coming back. Yeah, always. Yeah. And so this is a very interesting way with AI and especially real world applications about how AI is trying to take over. And I just always found it humorous that a movie about AI being the villain came out during the writer strike in which they were striking because they were. Studios are wanting to incorporate incorporate more AI into story into making movies. Yeah, it was just the irony was not lost. But it, yeah, beautiful to watch, still fun. I mean, that movie, those movies are still fun to watch, even an aging Tom Cruise doing crazy ass stunts like riding a motorcycle off a cliff and then skydiving. Like, all right, yeah. my dude. Yeah, he is. Next, the creator. I absolutely love that movie way more. I thought it would be okay. Again, it's another one that's I'm like, all right, this will be all right. This will be an okay sci-fi movie. Yeah. And from the moment the credits started to the moment the credits ended, well, it started again at the end of the movie. I was mesmerized by what was going on on screen, either by what was happening like visually or what was happening like as far as the story itself. Yeah. And again, kind of tapping into you know we talk about like social issues as far as like segregation and talking about you know division you know humans versus robots and just how we could coexist you know people can coexist that are different than you you just have to want to do it and just kind of remove whatever preconceived ideas or you know beliefs you may have about the other and just try and you know get along (laughs) but and the fact that that a lot of those scenes were shot on iphones get the hell out of here right (laughs) get the fuck out of here of course you're gonna wind up on my best list that's crazy number eight for me when we're when i was watching all those halloween different movies one stuck out more than well two technically but one of them was it from this year, so I didn't put it on there. I didn't put the final girls, but that was one of my definitely would be on on the list if it had come out this year. But instead, I put Totally Killer that I talked about, about the time traveling. Mm-hmm. Basically, go back in time to try and stop a serial killer before they before they begin. Yeah, no, that's definitely going there because that's definitely one of my favorites kind of it stuck with me in the sense that oh wow i want to i need to go watch that again yeah this is really good and then next <clears throat> speaking of movies that stick with you and rewatchable because i have seen it three or four times now sitting in bars with cake by our friend trish c that directed it yep. and again this is a movie that kind of sticks with you it's not conventional storytelling in the sense that it's a dramedy, I guess is the best way to word it. It's got a lot of it's got a lot of humor, more than enough heart, and you know, and deals with you know, always you know, just always being there for your best friend, even when they're 
at their sickest, but you still do whatever you can to kind of help them live their dreams, but also live your own at the same time. So that, of course, goes on there. Plus, it's the one movie I got to watch with my mom and when she came for a visit. And we we haven't got to watch a movie together. And it's been a while. So the fact that I was able to share that experience, too, with her was, you know, meant a lot. So it's going to that's going to wind up on there, you know, for no other reason because of that. Because I'm, as everybody knows, sentimental as shit. (laughs) Number 10. Has to be Slotherhouse. Has to. I've watched it two or three times now. Yeah, We have a stuffed sloth that we've had probably for a year. Ever since I got Ruth to watch that movie. And again, getting Ruth to watch a movie with me is not easy to do just because of time. And then we, you know, and time away to try and watch a movie without kids around is difficult, especially because they don't, you know, there's certain movies they don't need to be watching. So, but we watched that. And ever since we've watched it, I've moved that silly sloth around our house and put them in different areas just to scare the crap out of Ruth. And, you know, it's all out of love. But yeah. But yeah, and it's it's just a fun movie. Like, it's fun. It's funny. It's campy as hell. And it's, I mean, it's so rewatchable. And so, yeah, it's going to wind up on my list. And I did put a number 11 because I don't care. It's, but the most recent movie that we've discussed that I've, re, you know, that I will happily rewatch with whoever that, you know, that I've talked about, you know, either at work or with other friends that I've suggested to watch this. Like, I know it's going to cost it's going to cost you a few dollars to rent this, but it's so going to be worth it. Yeah. There's something in the barn. Freaking elf barn or barn elves. That movie was so funny for comedy horror and for being one that didn't even make it to theaters. And like after my rental was done, I went and just bought it because I know it's going to be one that I'm now going to rewatch every holiday season. And, you know, that, you know, so that's definitely winding up on my list. It was really, it's really hard for me when I was trying to make this list earlier Mm -hmm. because I've got a full page of probably 30 movies. Yeah. And it was so hard for me to narrow it down. This year was such a great year or has been such a great year for movies compared to last year. Last year, it was a little bit easier because we didn't have as much to choose from because the quality wasn't, I'll be honest, the quality wasn't super great. True. We had some decent ones, but not like this year. I mean, this year has just been, been tough to choose favorites. That's true. I mean, cause it- not everything has been bad. Everything has been at least good and up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it's like, okay, how am I going to put, the, how do I rate this? Do I rate it by quality? Do I rate it by rewatchability? How many times I've seen it? Do I also like, what factors am I putting in there? So for me, it's, have I rewatched it? If so, how many times Yeah. would I recommend, have I recommended this to anyone at work or, you know, or, anywhere else mm-hmm. have i did it stick with me like is it some like really leave the world behind should be somewhere on here but i did not because it's still like i hate how like i don't 
like I enjoyed the movie, but I hate how real it is. So I really don't want to put yeah. it on a list, but it is good because it's one that does stick with you. And that's something that's just shows to the, it plays to the strength of a quality movie. Especially considering things that have happened since watching it. <laughs> yes. Tesla yeah. recalls. Oh my God. Yes. Yeah. So I was like, all right. Yeah. So do you have honorable mentions or did you do an honorable mention list? Yeah. I mean, I pretty much had like a 18 movies. So this is kind of okay. like the bottom eight of my yeah. top okay. 10 or top okay. 18. Um, yeah, go ahead. Oh, a few honorable mentions. Cocaine bear. Yep. That was just a wild, That's crazy it. movie this year. <laughs> just out of nowhere. Like the, you think, how do you make a movie about a bear that how cocaine good? And they did. Like a four paragraph. Yeah. Like a, like a two or three page article. And was it vanity fair? I think. I think so. But yeah, yeah, something like that. Something like that. But yeah. How do you make that into an hour and a half long movie and make it entertaining? Yeah. Scream six, because the sixth movie in that franchise and they put a fresh spin on it by taking it out of Woodbury with taking out of the original location and putting it in New York. And showing this version of Ghostface, just you don't care wherever you are, I'm gonna go get you. If it's daylight, if you're on a street corner with people, don't matter, go come for you. Even though that the twist at the end was a little hokey, you know, yeah, but uh, it's a little scream, it's a little scream, yeah, is yeah. what it is. But uh, <laughs> it, I mean, it's still, it's still kind of work, you know. Yeah. Oppenheimer, or four, yeah, but I. I I feel like if I hadn't been reading about quantum physics and mechanics, mm-hmm. I might not have been as interested in the movie. And then now comparing watching that with all the Godzilla movies, are they talking about the H bomb, like see Oppenheimer strikes strikes again. Yep. <laughs> if he'd never done this, I wouldn't have Godzilla. Yep. <clears throat> TMNT mutant mayhem, you know, copying the homework across spider verse, changing it just a little bit. <laughs> and, but, it's good having actual teenagers voicing the, the, the turtles and just again soundtrack was was good as well. Yes, it added yeah. so much to the movie. And they got like the it added right. like it wasn't distracting; it was enhancing. Yes, I agree. And then I'm curious what they'll do next if they if they come uh, out with a sequel. Mm-hmm. Sitting in bars with cakes. Yes, yep. Yep. for all the reasons that you said, it just didn't get up into the top ten. A thousand and one starring uh, Tiana Taylor. Mm-hmm. I talked about it earlier. It's a great movie. It's kind of one of those hidden gem type movies. I feel there's a movie on Tubi called blood brothers about five friends to get together for one person is getting married and they all have a secret. And let's just say they're they're not, they're not good. They're not good people. And they kind of get their comeuppance at the end of this, but it's a good gotcha. movie to check out. And then A24's Past Lives. Okay. Out my honorable mentions. Which I have still for rental and I haven't watched yet because I, but I'll probably end up watching that this week. Yeah. Okay. Since it's got nominated for a bunch of stuff. So my honorable mentions, Creed 3. There was just so much on that list. I'm like, God, I, <laughs> right. It's so good though. It's so good. And, you know, I, Jonathan Major's personal life, man. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, things still aren't could... looking. I mean, more things have come out and it's just I'm like, my dude, you're kind of a dick. Yeah. Cause when that, when that but came his out, acting, 
Jesus. It was like right there. And then that then March happened and it sucks because he's got yeah. the talent. Got the talent, but apparently, you know, talent doesn't mean squat if you're an asshole. So yeah. it is what it is. But yeah, Cree 3 was amazing. I surprised again, I keep getting surprised by that because it can really tell a fine line. How do you keep making this fresh? Like, how do you make it entertaining fresh? And you just, just you know, Michael B. Jordan, I mean, really, I mean, I think the freshest to borrow thing the about expression it, was a knockout. Yeah. yeah. The freshest thing about it is it's still part of the Rocky franchise, but you don't have Stallone in it. <laughs> Yeah, and it's still and it's still, still wish that that was I still wish that that was the that was the missing piece to it. Yes, but it, but it, it was still still good on its own. Yes, but hopefully they can work out things and pull them back right. in. You know, but we'll see how that how that works out. Hmm. Cocaine Bears next because that was just a wild movie. It was probably it was a and it, I loved every bit of it. Because it's so ridiculous and yet so funny. But it's a movie that, you know, both me, Ruth, and Yorick, all three got to go see together. And it's one that we can still kind of reference back between the three of us. It's kind of like almost like an inside joke type of thing. Yeah. I think Grayson won't get because, you know, she's obviously too young for that. But that also kind of gives like a little bit of bonding between Ruth and Yorick that, you know, it's not a, a lot there that they have, you know, the kind of share but they have that and that means the world to me just so wild next the blackening for it being first of all for it being what one of only two movies you and i have actually seen together yeah Yeah. and they're only being what it was i mean a decent crowd but not super packed but the fact that it still was one of the most enjoyable audience experiences Mm mm-hmm I've had all year yeah. because like everybody was laughing about something. Some people would even comment yeah. at the screen and I was just there for it. And I had seriously the best time watching that movie with this audience that we had in that theater. And I was just, cause I didn't know what to, I honestly did not know what to expect. Like I may have watched part of a trailer, so I mm-hmm. really did not know. Yeah. And so that just made it even better. And I'm still trying to get Ruth to watch it with me. But I know it won't be the same because it'll just be the two of us. Right. And I think it would be better if it was a group watching it. Yeah. If you get a good, good, good sized group. Yeah. It just I enhances it, the experience. It, just, it does so much. But I absolutely, yeah. I, it was what just a fun movie, though. Just a fun movie. Loved it. Next, I had Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Meet and Mayhem also for the exact same reasons. Just the animation was on point. It was different, but not not too, too different. York loved it because of the animation. I mean, amongst other things, the fact that, yes, they finally got, teen, you know, they actually got teenagers to voice the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yep. Who knew that that was something that needed to be done? <laughs> age appropriate and then yeah and a solid story you know a solid story you know a lot of awesome just pop culture references for everybody mm-hmm. or you know and they just made it age appropriate for the audience that needed to be but yet adults still could, could enjoy it 
Because even though the pop culture references were like a lot of anime and different things for middle schoolers that, you know, would get they the music still could appear, you know, was perfect for the adults because it was like that 90s hip hop. And mm-hmm. it just it just man, it was back memories worked. It just worked. Yep. And so, yeah, it's going to get on there. Next, Gran Turismo. Saw yep. it twice. I loved it. York and I both really enjoyed it. It was, it exceeded my expectations of what I thought. Because when that trailer first came out, I'm like, oh, man. Like, how are you going to do this? <laughs> yeah. It's like, seriously, a video game? Really? We're going to do this? Yeah. Uh, we'll see. And exceeded expectations. Neil Blomkamp found a way to make a video game race car simulator. Simulator. Mm-hmm. Racing simulator game into an absolutely amazing very very entertaining and very dramatic at even movie and it's just there was nothing in it that would take you out of that movie it just it stayed on point it took itself seriously mm-hmm. because it is based on you know true events of an actual race car driver that one <laughs> one <laughs> That won a chance to become a real race car driver by entering in a Gran Turismo tournament. It's just yep. wild. Just to know that it actually so, happened. <laughs> yes. And it was just fun. God, it was fun. Next, I actually chose A Haunted in Venice. So, and the reason because of it, it is all those movies are all those Perot movies that Brana has done are rewatchable. Yeah. And I've had it on several times. Now, I'm not finished watching a lot of them but or finished watching it multiple times but i i but i have found it is to me it's still the lesser but i still find there's a lot of things in it that i still like mm-hmm. and the fact that i've want, wanted to put it on to rewatch it there's something there you know yeah and so i had to put it on my honorable mentions next i have the sylvester stallone documentary sly that's on netflix I'm a sucker for a documentary. I'm a sucker for a celebrity looking back at, you know, how they got their stardom and recognizing their good fortunes, but also rec- but also pointing out all the stuff they went through to get to where they are. Mm-hmm. And I like seeing that. And then I love Stallone anyways. I think he's from everything I've seen, just a decent human being that's never taking for granted what has been put in, in front of him. But also, he's worked hard to get there. So, and then, of course, John Wick Chapter 4, because, good God, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. How are you going to, how, how are you not? That's, those moves are just wild. So, yeah, that's three, four, five. Hey, eight. Eight's a magic number, again. And um, just up to Annie with each one of those. Yeah. <clears throat> exactly. So, those are, yeah, so those are my honorable mentions. All right. What do you have next? So I made just a short list of six movies that I watched for the first time this year that I had never watched. I just kind of made the focus to kind of catch up on my backlog. I have a large backlog. So there was a few movies that were suggested (laughs) that were suggested to me. um, Back backlog. Sorry. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, 
Mm-hmm. I checked out the movie Fargo, which released oh, yeah. in 96. I had never watched it. And I learned that there's a series, which I didn't know. Oh, yeah. It existed. Season so. five just started. Yeah. Cast so, is different every season. Okay. Because I started season one. I think I watched the first two, maybe three episodes of that. So I'm going to try to get into that, watching that a little more. I watched the movie Limitless that released in 2011. And then because watching Godzilla Minus One, I went back and I watched the original Godzilla 1954 and then Shin Godzilla of 2016. So I have many more of the Toho Studio Godzilla because they have 33 now. So I've watched three of them. (laughs) And also for the first time, I watched Reservoir Reservoir Dogs. Oh, yeah. Just the fact that that movie primarily took place in one one location for the whole movie and just the torture scene, how it ended. Yeah, it it was a wild movie. And then another movie, my my last one, 1982's The Thing. I'd always watched people like talking about it, but I'd never sat and watched the whole movie. And that one stuck with me a lot because it just all the practical effects. And then I'll just to add to it. I did watch the remake that came out later, which it was cool to get the backstory on. Yeah. The big, how the movie started off. But yeah, 82 is a classic and still leaves you with the question. Are McGreedy and the last two? Who's who's the thing out of those two? Are they both? Neither one or the other? Who knows? But it's a good uh, kind of good movie trivia conversation. Yeah. So you know what's wild? Both of our lists, neither one of us put Fast Ten on there because it was just okay. Yeah, it was I, fun. It was it was it was fun, and that was about it. I think what would have made it better is if the main cast had done something different than what they've done. Yeah. The precious thing about it was Jason Momoa. Yeah. And that that to me saved it to where it made it watchable. Yeah. And. I don't know. I think even though they said they're going to do 11, I think when they finished part two of 10, stop. Stop. Yeah. Stop. No, do some spinoffs. Let Ludacris yeah. and Tyrese have their own little spinoff. Yep. Literally. Something. Yeah. But yeah, I just think they're they're really squeezing it, squeezing the, bringing it yeah. out now. Yep. There's only so much you can suspend of your disbelief. <laughs> to round things out, I just have my... Let's see. I've got six for kids. Top kids movies that I took the kids to go see. Super Mario Brothers movie. Yeah. And then, of course, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Mutant Mayhem, Elemental, mm-hmm. Nimona, which is on Netflix, Trolls Band Together, which is a lot of fun. And then, of course, the one we just talked about in our last episode, Wonka. So yeah. that rounds it out. Yeah, man. That's it. 2023. So... Uh, after watching Wonk, no, The Shift, it puts me in 96 movies in theater for the year. I don't have that number. I'm <laughs> not going to have that number. What I do have as of right now, as of time of recording, but mm-hmm. on January 1st, I will I will post our numbers for the year. I am at one. I'm at 157 for total movies of the year. That's in theater. That's streaming. That's rentals. Yep. Yeah, everything. I think, well, my total, I, I sent you was what, 204? Oh, it's ridiculous. I, that was just, yeah. that was total movies 
Yeah. They came out this year in theaters, this year streaming, the movies I'd never watched before. Yep. And that's not even counting what I what I just talked about today. That wouldn't even count. Right. So that's some probably like 210 now. That's crazy. Because, <laughs> yeah, Wonka, The Shift, and then I hadn't added the Godzilla and Shin Godzilla to my list at that time. Yep. So whew, I didn't realize as far as like movies that I watched this year for the first time, that was 71 movies. And then as far as streaming, that was a little down from last year. 42. Okay. And then 96 theater. So. Okay, cool. Try to hit that century mark. Yep. And we'll keep everybody posted and up to date on that on our group page. And everybody, thank you all for listening. Thank you for another amazing year. And we will talk to you all in 2024. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed our show and have a moment, please rate and review. It helps us out a lot. Also, recommend us to someone that enjoys movies or also has kids. You can find us on Twitter at PA Movie Podcast and on Instagram at parental underscore advisory underscore movie underscore pod. Be sure to join our Facebook group, Parental Advisory Movie Podcast, and join in on the fun.